0: It's time, streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflect Show.
1: Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm your host, Nick Padone. Packed house in studio. Gabriella Cruz, Big Play Dave producing. And as always, Mr. Chris McNeil. Guys, we survived Pro
2: Bowl week. We survived it. It is over.
0: Well, (laughs) barely.
2: Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Chris? Almost all of us did
3: safely, with the exception of Miles Garrett and his toe. Unbelievable. (laughs) If it's going to happen to anybody, it's going to happen to the Browns, right? Where you have some sort of an injury and Miles Garrett stubbed his toe, dislocated (laughs) it. It's just amazing. Anytime anything happens, you wonder, how is that going to affect us? And you know it's going to be some sort of a problem at some point for Cleveland. And sure enough, the Pro Bowl turned out to be just that. Hopefully he recovers without a problem, and he should, but still still unnerving to watch that video of him coming off the field and limping away
2: from a flag football game. (laughs) Here we are a week later, and we're back talking about the Pro Bowl. Get me out of here.
0: (laughs) All right. I I know. Wait, wait, wait. Just really quick. Chris, did you see the video on Twitter of the obstacle course that he did, though?
3: I did not, know.
0: Okay. <laughs> Chris
1: didn't even get to see the video. It was
0: not worth it. I,
3: I didn't <laughs> watch any of the Pro Bowl, like, at all. Any of that stuff. I watched it, like, it was in the right. background when I was eating dinner. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it. I that was started
0: it. to watch flag football, but I was too bored to continue. And yeah. then, um, but then I did see on Twitter, like, the obstacle course, which actually looks really cool, but I would guess I was just wondering why they had Miles Garrett doing it, because he was, like, flinging over, he had to jump on these walls and jump off of them and then yeah. get on the ground and then shimmy under this thing and then jump over another wall and I'm like wow that's a lot of body to be flinging all around like that <laughs> and he had a, I'm sure he had to come down hard on his toe <laughs> 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 unfortunately But I mean,
3: no more double dare. We're done with that. Unless Mark (laughs) Summers is going to be out there and it's going to be a bunch of kids or family double dare. I don't need to see NFL players going through it, especially not (laughs) Browns.
2: I agree. I agree. Even my kids were watching it and my kids were like, wow, this is kind of boring. And I was like, all right, that's the demographic you're going after. Let's (laughs) cut it. Yeah,
1: it was boring. I was I went in optimistic that hopefully we would get a couple viral clips out of it, but there was nothing. (laughs) It, it, It was really sad. Like the most that we got out of it was Miles's toe. And that's. Not good. No.
0: <laughs> they had Pete Davidson too, and I think it was yeah. just the, the wrong fan. Like, Snoop Dogg. On Snoop is side. always great, though. Yeah. I, I actually live for Snoop Dogg's quotes. Snoop's great. One-niners.
1: Agreed. All right. Well, good news is no more Pro
2: Bowl. Okay? There we go. <laughs> I, uh, we're, I think we're we can make
1: that pact right here, right now. Um, we're going to talk Cavs. We are going to talk Super Bowl in our Power Rank Monday this week. Ricky Smith might pop in studio. I know you never know. I know sauntering all around New York yesterday, but we're going to have Ricky in studio soon. We're going to get into some Cleveland headlines brought to you by Shaq News, and we'll wrap things up pr- with Big Play Bets presented by Typico Sportsbook, the exclusive odds provider for the Big Play Network, and we're going to get you through all the Super Bowl bets that we have on there. We're also going to be doing an exclusive Super Bowl stream this week, so look out for that. Let's get things going with Power Rank Monday. It's
2: time for Power Rank Monday.
1: All righty, this is a tricky Power Rank Monday, and it's presented by Labatt. So Super Bowl is Sunday, and in honor of the Super Bowl, we're going to Power Rank our favorite Super Bowls of all time. Chris, we were talking a little bit in studio before the show. It's hard to remember some of these Super Bowls when you really look back and think, like, what were some of the great ones? It, they're kind of scattered few and far between. Some iconic ones, obviously the Giants ending New England's perfect season in 2008, the Titans coming up short uh, against the Rams in 2000. Nick, what year were you born? I was born in 98. I don't, 98. I, I have no
2: Chris, I'm sitting here in studio talking to wow. Nick about these games, and I was like, I remember the distinctly the Titans game where they came one yard short on offense, Absolutely. and I was like, "Nick was two. Yeah, I'm oh sure I watched <laughs> it. I do
1: I remember it? No, um, the Packers beating the Steelers in 2011. That is one that I remember. Russell Wilson getting picked off at the one yard line, and all the memes that pursued from that. The Harbaugh Bowl in 13. Uh, that's kind of one that I forgot about until today. There are some great. Was ones. that the blackout? Yeah, where the lights went yes, out. Yes, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. In
2: uh, Harbaugh. Yeah. Where was that? New Orleans.
1: Yeah. The Superdome. Yes. That was 10 years ago. Could you believe that the lights went out in the Super Bowl 10 years ago? Because that was 2013. Wow. And this is 2023. It was 10 years ago when that happened. I remember watching that like, whoa, this is, you know, it was like, this yeah. is not going to be the biggest story in sports. Like, this is going to be the biggest Those story lights were out right? for a long, long time.
2: time. Yes. All right, I went into this power rank, and I was like, I don't remember any Super Bowls, but now they're coming a back lot of these
1: me. Co- a I'm, lot of these are iconic.
0: I'm doing Super Bowl halftime shows because I, I'm not invested <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So I just had to look up a few dates here. Cause, uh, So I don't know about you guys. I'm just going to jump right in here. Do for it. it. Number three.
2: Number three.
0: I think. You think. Yeah. Okay, Shakira and J-Lo, 2020. That was a okay. good one. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, My number two.
2: I
3: don't remember that one.
0: Oh, you know what? You don't remember also- that one?
3: Uh, uh-uh. did hips don't lie? Shakira Wild. did the tongue thing.
0: Lady Gaga. Oh, Shakira. Yes. Lady I do Gaga was good though too. Shoot. Um, but I do remember Justin Timberlake brought it down. 2018. Bruno Mars, baby. Yeah,
1: Bruno Mars is a good number one. Bruno.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like
1: recently they've run low on like. Ideas for Super Bowl halftime? We need a, another Bruno Mars. Oh soon.
0: man, Bruno! Bruno <laughs> is hard to beat. This is a shout out to Papa Cruz too, because uh, he loves Bruno. He actually has a bro crush on <laughs> Justin Timberlake and Bruno. My dad has a bro oh, crush like, I on mean, Bruno honestly, Mars too. It honestly, who doesn't? I, I don't know. Yeah. He's no. I was just listening to "Smoking Out the Window" the other day. He just he is a bangers guy and he's a performer. He knows how to do it. Halftime's what we remember. Not the Super Bowls when the Browns aren't in it. Yeah. So who's your
3: number one? Did I miss your number Bruno. one? Yeah. Bruno.
0: Bruno. Bruno's number one. J- Justin, oh, JT number, number two, and then I gotta give it to the ladies J-Lo and Shakira uh number three.
3: So no mention of two thousand four with Justin Timberlake and Janet uh, Jackson. And the
0: boob thing. That's actually on here somewhere. <laughs> the boob thing. Oh wait, no, sorry, it's in my trivia. I I, I went ahead. So just forget I oh, Well now we know oh, the answer. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> <earlier. laughs>
1: All right, well, if you guys had to rank your number one, I think mine is going to have to be the, the Tom Brady comeback, 28-3 to 3 against the Atlanta Falcons. That's the one big elephant in the room that none of us have discussed yet. I mean that was crazy and it felt like that whole game it was like this is not over this is not over it was 28 to 3 and I felt like it still wasn't over. I wish sports betting was legal then cuz I probably would have live bet 10 bucks on yeah. Brady to see the odds at that were probably crazy but I think that's my number 1 right off rip is the Brady 28 to 3 ball.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I never rooted for Tom Brady. Really. I know you didn't. i you always know? liked him. Yeah, I, no, I'm he's fine. Good. You're the same way?
3: He went to Michigan. Everybody forgets Correct. he went to Michigan. He went to Michigan, come on. Everybody rooting for him because he's this hero out there on the field. Come on, he's a Michigan guy. At the end of the day, that runs deep for me.
2: Where Chris, what, what, what game are you putting on for Power Rank Monday here?
3: Okay, so I've got a few. First of all, I felt I knew this was going to skew you know, to the youngins. Yeah. So I have to bring a <laughs> sense of history. Now, Dave, when you and I grew up, Super Bowls were not that good. Typically. Back in our day. There was a day. lot of blowouts back in those days. You yeah. know, you had a couple with the Bills. You had a couple that were close. And, of course, the Bills coming up short historically time after time. But I, I wanted to go back, 1985, the, the one that really put a lot of swagger into the Super Bowl and really the kind of swagger you hadn't seen since like Joe Namath and back in the day, right? Super Bowl I. In 85, you had the Bears, Right with Ditka, the big names, the Super Bowl shuffle that they did going into the playoffs and then backed it up. Uh, You had Walter Payton, and then, of course, famously, they hand the ball to William the Refrigerator Perry from the one rather than giving it to Walter Payton. He never scored in the Super Bowl. Still to this day, Mike Ditka says he regrets that. And Do you remember who the Bears beat
2: in that Super Bowl 85? So I was three. Nick was negative. A lot. Yeah, that was negative right. a lot.
0: I can't even do that math. We weren't. <laughs> no, here. We yeah. weren't here yet. We were but. not
2: here. They beat
3: the Patriots. They beat the Patriots back then. Wow, that was a Patriots team. There but was like, how did they even get here? And the Bears just rolled them back in '85. And then, uh, and then, probably one of my one of my other good memories of Super Bowls was that 49ers versus Cincinnati. Um, that was another classic in 89. That was Super Bowl 23. You had Boomer Esiason versus Joe Montana. Oh, you had yeah. Bill Walsh on one side, um, and you had uh, Sam Weiss on the other for the Bengals. And that was just a yeah. legendary one. Came down to the last closing minutes, and of course with like 17 seconds left, uh, Joe Montana hits John Taylor for the touchdown, and the 49ers go on to win that game. So that was those were two that were particularly high for me.
0: I wanna, the other one I like that
3: the other one and maybe maybe even even better than those was really the entire track for St. Louis. If you remember how good St. Louis was when they were the you know the greatest show on turf back in the day with Kurt Warner,
2: Isaac Bruce. Uh, were
3: incredible. right And they had we already talked about the Super Bowl where they came up one yard short. Michael Dyson comes up one yard oh. short. Uh, Kevin Dyson, not Michael Dyson. Kevin Dyson comes up one yard short. And what was that? Super Bowl 34, right? After they drove 88 yards and almost beat the Rams. Yeah. And then
2: a couple of years later, you had the Patriots.
3: After September 11th. That was Jeff Jackson.
2: Fisher, wasn't it, Chris? That was Jeff Fisher. With the Rams, it. right?
3: Yeah. With the Rams. Yep. That's right. Greatest show on turf. And two years later, you had the Patriots, right? Bill Belichick. They had this quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. Who was filling in for a hurt Drew Bledsoe at the time. And even going into the Super Bowl, people were talking about next season, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna go back to Drew Bledsoe or keep this guy Tom Brady?
2: Yeah. You know,
3: you got Bill Melichek's defense, you know, he he seems to have him going, but nobody gave the Patriots a chance. And the Patriots beat the greatest show on turf. They beat the Rams that year and that started off their dynasty when at that time no one thought it was going to be a dynasty they just thought it was a neat story after September 11th this plucky team you know Bill Belichick has them as opposed to introducing the individual players he introduced the team you know and that was kind of new for the time so it was all about the team chemistry and all that stuff and and that was a that was fun back before they became a dynasty and you know I hate them all for their success but <laughs>
0: All right, so I don't
3: know what my number one is out of all of that. Those are four that I remember, and uh, I think in any order, those are four really good Super Bowls.
0: Okay, Chris, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, going back to the entertainment thing. So I just watched yeah. the Whitney Houston <laughs> – I just watched a Whitney Houston docu. It wasn't really a documentary. It's the movie that's out. They kind of uh, did her life story a little bit. Yeah. Where, do you remember when she sang – I think it was 1991 – yeah so did do you recall that it's so iconic i still go and watch this video all the time the it was awesome. anthem,
3: yeah where she's wearing like the track suit basically yes and, yes, and i hero. always
0: was enamored by that too because i was like how much more relaxed could you be than she just came out with nothing to prove in a way she was just so just i don't well, know she rattled also, off the most iconic it was
3: 91.
0: Yeah, that 91. was the
3: style of the time. That was the style of the time for ladies living back that at okay. that time. That was yeah. like every mom gear, that was the mom <laughs> gear. That was the but mom yeah, gear? Like, she wasn't wearing a dress. She was wearing that tracksuit, the iconic kind of
0: tracksuit. I think that is so cool. I'm like all about it. I just so – I mean, I obviously am fascinated with the national anthem, having gotten the chance to sing a couple. And um, So I've gone back, and I've watched so many, and I'm just still – in awe at how amazing hers was we could do a power rank out of national anthems too yeah do
2: time. you have a favorite
0: well definitely whitney's you'll never beat whitney's <laughs> right. um and then i also really liked let's see i love a. i don't think has carrie underwood sang she probably has It's a super bowl anthem i've seen her do hockey she hers her hockey ones come up on uh youtube a lot i love a carrie national anthem who do you like more carrie i love or a Faith kelly Hill? i love a kelly clarkson I've Fame. got
1: one that was really bad, and it was Fergie at yeah, the NBA Fergie's, All-Star. Yeah. Oh, her her jazz f- rendition. Where Draymond that was, was laughing and stuff was laughing. That one was iconic in uh, the wrong way.
0: You know who I really like? I really love, uh, shoot, what's her name? I love her version of the National Anthem, too. And I think she starts on C. Um, Not Tori ma- Kelly. Oh,
2: uh-huh, okay
1: national anthem talk you never
0: know yeah Yeah, gab's just
2: like get me away from the games i'm just gonna power rank literally everything else Literally everything
0: about it i you know i'm late to being a football fan in general i i mean i i feel like i just got into the browns in the last few years covid really did it for me i had more time on my hands you know i'm like baseball centric i grew up playing basketball so i was Cavs centric and i just never got that into football i never played so um in the last few years i've come around to being more in the football scene. So Super Bowl wasn't really a thing for me. I don't I don't I never really paid attention. I mean, I'd go to the parties. It was about the food. It was about the halftime show and the commercials. So
1: How about, Chris, I want to take you back to what you said about the Sam White Super Bowl with the Bengals. I feel like we haven't talked about this on the show yet. How happy are you guys that this year's Bengals aren't in the Super Bowl? Because I was pretty (laughs) pumped to see Kansas City win that AFC championship game. I thought the Bengals got a little too big for their bridges, and it's a little bit nice to see their fans still online just whining that they're not heading back to another Super Bowl.
0: I feel like we just hate them because we ain't them. I don't know. Is it a Chris? Chris, is What's that your thing? School? You guys are so so on Twitter. It's like, yeah, screw the Bengals. We don't want to see them. <laughs> our, you know, Ohio you brothers. <laughs>
3: It's Ohio. It's the division. It's yeah. the conference. I mean, they're right there in our backyards, and you have to deal with the Cincinnati Bengals and their fans. Yeah. And Cincinnati's one of those towns that has always been like a baseball town first. So the Bengals are secondary. They're not nearly as passionate about their team as what Cleveland is. So it's really annoying when around the time they get <laughs> a little bit of success, you start pulling out, you know, they start pulling out their new jerseys that they just bought that day. And you have to deal with them at work where you haven't heard anything about the Bengals all year long. And then all of a sudden they can't stop talking about Joe Burrow and what they're doing offensively. And it's like, where was this talk in the middle of the summer? You know?
2: Um,
3: so Chris, yeah, I, I think yeah, we're I, also I'm, I'm skewed at Miami.
2: Yeah. I think we're skewed from Miami as well because there were so many Cincy people there eating their Skyline chili. And I was like, all right, I've had enough. So here, I'm
3: I'm looking at a listing right now of some of the national anthem singers from from back in the day in the Super Bowl. Okay. So I, I won't read them all. Uh, but I'll read some of the highlights. 1987, Neil Diamond.
2: This is spiraling 19- out of control, Nick. I'm doing a bad <laughs> job not. as a host.
0: No, no, let me hear this. Okay,
3: okay. I want to give you a few of these. Yes. 1989, Billy Joel. All right. 1991 was the Whitney Houston. Whitney, I. Year after that, Harry Connick Jr. Who's
0: that? Year after that, <laughs>
3: Garth Brooks.
0: Okay, that had to be boring.
3: Yeah, then two years after that.
2: <laughs> was it Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines, Chris? Uh,
3: I
0: feel like yeah, if yeah, I was in
3: charge of
1: booking an right. anthem, I would just go the safest route possible. Like, I don't need you to kill it. I just need you to sing the damn anthem, and we could go about the rest of this game. Man, we had some weird
3: anthem singers. But
0: now
2: so
1: there's
0: pride. Can you look up if Jennifer Hudson has sung... The, the well, here, here,
2: just listen. I to remember this. Macy She's Gray forgot the lyrics. Remember that?
0: Mm, who's that? Macy who's Gray. Who's that? Oh. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. murmured voice?
1: 95. Here. That's so cringe. You had Kathy
3: Lee Gifford. <laughs> you go to Vanessa Williams the following year. Then Luther Vandross, which is fantastic. You'll wow. hear him around March. Uh, then you have Jewel the year after that. Then Cher. Then Faith Hill. Then the Backstreet Boys, Mariah Carey, the Dixie Chicks, Beyonce. So Beyonce has. I do like a Beyonce
0: anthem, although I heard that she like (laughs) lip synced one of them or something.
3: Apparently in two thousand seven, Billy Joel came back and he did it again. I did not realize that Mm. Jennifer Hudson was two thousand nine. There you go.
0: I'm gonna have to go find that. That woman is soulful.
3: Then you (laughs) have Harry Underwood, Tina Aguilera, (laughs) Kelly Clarkson, Alicia Keys, Renee Fleming.
0: Kelly Clarkson, (laughs) she can do it.
3: Adina Manziel, Ooh, Lady Gaga. Manziel. Gaga's was good.
0: Gaga's was good.
3: Pink, Gladys Knight. Pink was Lopin. sick
0: for hers. I felt bad. She sounded like me, like I sound every day now because I don't have my voice back. But she. And then wrapping yeah. it up. Okay, what's our last one?
2: <laughs> wrapping it up.
3: Demi Lovato,
1: Eric Ooh. Church.
0: Oh, yeah, Demi. Nick
3: Knighton, and Chris Stapleton for this year.
0: Ooh, we have Chris Stapleton this year?
1: And the over under on Chris Stapleton's. National Anthem.
0: Okay, yeah, give us. Oh, I'm, do we have that?
1: I'm setting it.
0: You're ahead, setting set it, it. Set it, it.
1: At two minutes and five seconds. Well,
0: what's the average? What do you
1: base that off of? The average is it's usually two minutes and four seconds. I will go over all under, day. I'm
0: going under all For day. For country? Because he, yeah, because he's country, and that means he's old school, and that means he's going to get in and get out. He's not going to prove himself.
2: Well, I have some data. Wow, that's I, I, I feel like the data will not support that. Luke Bryan did it.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. and?
1: And it was... Two minutes and four seconds. Oh, Six really?
2: years ago. Luke so, how Bryan? is music evolved? Is that a country person? Yeah.
0: It is, but he's more commercial. Chris is, I think, a little more Rudy. I don't know. Hmm. I can't see Chris fall, but he does wail. Oh, man, does he We're wail? We're like two minutes. I feel and like he can hold seconds. it. He can hold it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Gap, friendly wager here. All right,
0: friendly wager here. Let me think six about that. Six pack them. of the bet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Hmm. He's going to let it fly on free and glare. Wait, so let's
2: get this down. It's two minutes. Two minutes four seconds. Well, what you said? So what should
1: at? we do? I did it in two minutes and five seconds. They I've
2: might. I've won a bet on a millisecond. So you, let's set this. Yeah, next. two
1: five is the is the over under. Two five. Yep. Two minutes and five seconds. Two zero five. So I'm over, you could win on two five five. Would hit the over.
0: Wait, can we? Could I have. Can you see huh. what Lady Gaga's was real quick, and then I'll will do my answer i don't know you're going chris stapleton's lady an gaga really. well because gaga i know that gaga did uh is that pretty, information did, it is relevant yeah, yeah, i'll I tell you why the anthem
3: why. Length, lengths right here okay. all right okay. so i'll tell you why it's you relevant lady,
0: lady gaga, gaga how long was hers
3: lady gaga was two minutes and 22 seconds oh
0: shit okay
1: Yeah, so. that was
3: over by okay my, i might have said this one i later. was a big over <laughs> she was an outlier i can't find anything she may be the longest really gaga was the longest
0: I remember thinking Whitney she Houston. did it very how long did you think Whitney
3: Houston's was?
2: I would think Houston over. Houston was fast. Really?
0: Uh-huh, A minute yeah. 56.
2: Yeah. Minute Whoa. 56.
0: It wasn't like overly, but she oh, she just utilized every. She didn't
3: break the two-minute barrier until Faith Hill did it. Love <laughs> Faith
2: Hill.
0: Oh, shoot. I'm going to, st- ooh, this is a good one. I'm still going to go. The oh, average God. now
1: I'm reading, this is from the LA Times. And this is not just Super Bowl anthems. This is all anthems in general. The, the average national anthem time of the song in general is a minute 56. Oh. So Wait, wait, right, wait,
2: wait. What does that mean? Why, I don't know what you just said there.
1: I don't really know what it means either. But <laughs> it, It's in the LA Times, and it says, on average, national anthem has tended to go for one minute and 56 seconds.
0: What was Kelly Clarkson's, okay. Chris? I feel like hers is kind of fast.
3: Uh, Claire, Kelly Clarkson's was. Oh, did I miss her? Where is and she, she has
0: at? a little bit of a country background, so I bet she she's does. a good bassist.
3: Oh, wow. This is amazing. So the over under was set for Kelly Clarkson at a minute 34. Oh, she came in.
2: that was the win
3: that I. That was the bet I won. <laughs> <laughs> no, she came in. At a minute 34, that was a push. That's the only push.
2: No, I it was the ever. millisecond. I remember this. I I, yeah. I oh. made this bet. Yes. Okay. With a friend.
0: And you won it. Yes. And
2: we refreshed, like, you know, whatever we were betting on. You, at went, the time. you went
3: out the decimal points on that
1: one. Yes,
2: we it. went decimal points.
0: Uh, I'm going I'm Stapleton under final answer.
3: All right. Two minutes and five seconds.
2: Did you screw me here, Nick? Yeah. the a- the How over under the published a-
3: year for Stapleton is one fifty nine.
2: One fifty nine.
0: Ah oh, shit. Okay. Oh wait, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm good. saying I'm true doing under. the line
2: is set. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you so t- you set
2: the line five seconds over the line?
0: Yeah, hey, yours man. needs to be two minutes. It was
2: two different articles. Chris, <laughs> where, where are you pulling these from?
1: Oh, I don't know. Mine was
2: Sports
0: Illustrated
1: and then L.A. Times. So do we want to go L.A. Times is a minute 56 then?
2: Gab, I'll do two minutes, two seconds. You can pick over, under.
0: Under. I think he's going to clock like two minutes on the dot. Yeah, I'm going to go
3: under based upon the information that I've got in front of me.
2: Yeah, right. I feel like that was a horrible bet. All right, I'm over.
0: (laughs) He, who knows, he might he might let something wail for like a little bit longer than he thought.
1: Probably, I'll probably be eating.
0: All right, we're gonna
2: that get you guys. Great.
1: We're gonna e- get you guys some more Super Bowl <laughs> props later in the show. Probably a little bit more realistic ones that you could place on the typical sportsbook app. Ricky has not shown up to the Big Place Studio here at Burke Lakefront Airport right on the runway. So we are going to keep things moving with not Cleveland headlines, but we actually had some national headlines that we might as well discuss while we're all in studio. And yesterday, Woj spoiled the Pro Bowl in breaking news that Kyrie Irving was traded from the Nets to the Dallas Mavericks, which was a little bit of a surprise. I think a lot of people thought LA. Um, There was some other big markets in the running, but ultimately Mark Cuban pulls the trigger and lands Kyrie Irving in Dallas. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I, Wait. So where are we
2: going? Headlines now? I think I we're going We have a live read for this
3: segment. If we'd like we'll, to use, we'll it.
1: get to Cleveland headlines. Oh, we're just, we're just headlines. going go oh. national Ooh, headlines. Ooh, a new segment. New here we go. Uh, I see
0: you're calling
3: an Audible here at the line. Nick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well Chris. Done. Thoughts on Kyrie?
3: Uh well, it's it's the Kyrie show once again, right? We've seen it. A few times now, or Kyrie's now joining another team with the hopes of creating some sort of a super team. In this case, you got Dallas, you got Luka, and it'll be interesting to see whether the um, personalities can mesh down there. You know, you got basically a point forward in Luka and you got him. They're both pretty ball dominant, but you know, in today's NBA, you'll get multiple players that are ball dominant on the same team. So I don't think that's necessarily as big of an issue as just, you know, Kyrie being Kyrie. Will he mesh with that organization? Will he mesh with Mark Cuban? You think that Cuban puts together a pretty good, um, you know, group and pretty good group dynamic um, for this to work because he's done it over time. But uh, who knows? I mean, Kyrie is the ultimate wild card, right? So this is going to be fun to watch play out in a place like Dallas and then with a guy with an owner who's as gregarious as as Mark Cuban is. So. This will be kind of fun to watch. It's also nice to see him leaving the Nets, and uh, I, I think it does make it a little bit clearer that, you know, I think the Cavs are above the Nets at this point. We'll definitely and, get uh, to
1: that in our Cleveland headlines. How do you like that? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's
3: kind of additional by subtraction for us. So, And it also draws more interest in what's going to go on now for, for the trade deadline. And, Nick, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on the full trade deadline and yeah. what it might mean for the Cavs. But this is one piece to fall, right? Yeah, definitely the first piece. I think... I'm
1: curious to see what happens now with Kevin Durant, right? And I jokingly put out there yesterday that Photoshop of Kevin Durant in the Cavs uniform. I don't think that happens, but I do think people get around the league, Twitter with that. You had everybody going, Nick. I know, I know. But I do think people around the league are kind of wondering what goes on with Kevin Durant. Because if you guys remember correctly, and there's so much drama that happens in the NBA, it's oftentimes hard to keep up with. Kevin Durant was the guy that wanted out just this past summer and signed an extension to stay with Brooklyn when they convinced him that this is all going to work out. Simmons is going to get right. Kyrie is finally in the right state of mind, and we're going to go on and do some big things in the East. So now I wonder if Kevin Durant is back to a place where he's like, hey, we had this promise that this was going to be all kumbaya. I'm stuck with Ben Simmons, who hasn't scored 10 points and who knows how many games, and Kyrie is on his way to Dallas. So it's going to be interesting what happens in the East, and the deadline is just a couple days away. It's on Thursday.
2: Gab, you want to see KD with the Cavs, or you like this young core as is?
0: I really like this young core, but I think we could definitely use an addition. Real quick, because I didn't do a ton of reading on this, why do you think it didn't work out with L.A. and Kyrie, just out of curiosity?
1: L.A., so this is actually crazy, and this came out this morning.
0: Like, did LeBron not... I just can't see LeBron ever not getting his way. So, like, was he just not into it? So,
1: the Lakers were trying to make it happen. They have limited resources, though. Nobody really wants Russell Westbrook. And other than LeBron and AD, who you can't really move, there's, like, just a bunch of nobodies on that team. Well, the Nets owner, Joe Tsai held a presumed objective, and this is coming from Mark Stein, very established basketball reporter from the New York Times, that he would trade Kyrie Irving to any other organization than the Lakers because that was his preferred destination. The Nets owner was never going to send Kyrie to L.A. He did not want him reuniting with LeBron on his watch.
0: Oh. All right. See, I needed that info. I I thought there was something odd about it. I'm like, what do you mean? How did that not come to fruition? Okay little pettiness action there. A little
1: pettiness and a little the Lakers just didn't have enough to make it happen. And the Nets did get a decent haul. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player. They got a couple picks, too, so they could kind of, you know, try to compete in the intermediate, and then they got some picks for the future, so... It's, it's one of to those tough play. situations. It's one of those, it's the same situation Kyrie put us in, man, where it's like you got to just get rid of the guy because he's not going to play and he's going to be this poison ball in the locker room and you get back for him what you can and the rest you just hope for the best.
3: It does seem a lot like that situation where it's like, okay, we got to do something because that, that whole thing seemed to transpire pretty quick even for the Cavs back when we got Isaiah yep. and just like, okay, let's flip it, let's go. And it was like, okay, here we are. It's like he gets upset, and then all of a sudden you got to move him. Otherwise, he becomes such a problem in the locker room. It's wild. The bounty
1: of that Kyrie to Boston trade, if you remember, we got the Nets pick, which was number eight overall. The Cavs drafted Colin Sexton, which we later flipped for Donovan Mitchell. Who would you rather have right now, Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell? I like where the Cavs are at right now with Donovan Mitchell. I think it all worked out okay for Cleveland. It took a while to get to this point,
3: but I think it all worked out all right for the Cavs so far. That's an incredible...
2: Yeah, that's a no-brainer.
3: Amazing. Playing the long game. That's all we did there. I saw
1: this hilarious tweet, too, and then we could move into Cleveland headlines that said, the Mavericks are sending Kyrie to a city where JFK got assassinated. And that opens up all kinds of avenues for him to do some exciting research.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh
1: boy. We'll be flying out of Dallas. So, yeah, that uh, that fit with Luca will be interesting because Luca has a big personality, too. All right, let's hit it with Cleveland Headlines.
3: Cleveland Headlines is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shacknews, your go-to site for video games and more. And they do ju- more than just games. If you love cute animals, you'll be happy to hear that their Shack Pets app is launching a new pets website on ShackNews.com. And remember that you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Check News and at Checknews.com good stuff, Chris. We definitely
1: talked way too much Pro Bowl. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show with that Miles Garrett toe injury. And I want to just get right to the point. Is it time for superstar players like Miles Garrett to just sit out, skip from the Pro Bowl games from now on? Because they played the real game before. It was this physical, you know, physical quote unquote, but they were still in helmets. They were still in pads and they played the game. They got rid of that because guys didn't want to get hurt. Now they're doing this obstacle course and guys are still getting hurt should superstar players just sit from the pro bowl in general
0: i think they could cancel it altogether i mean i don't know that it's that exciting to begin with you know what i think people would watch maybe do some sit-down interviews talk to people get some stuff that we don't always hear from them i think that would be more interesting to just sit and watch and hear from people we don't the foo-foo games is just kind of like i don't know i found flag football to be pretty boring it was horrible the obstacle course was interesting but it I didn't even watch it till after the fact until it was in my face. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, it's too much of a risk. I don't think it's necessary.
1: And it's just annoying. Like the honor itself could stay. You know, you could name at the end of the season, right. Miles Garrett mm-hmm. made his, what now, sixth Pro Bowl next year. He gets a trophy. And it, right, maybe he gets in- invited to do a one-on-one sit-down interview with Adam Schefter or whoever the hell the NFL wants to run with it. But I do think you have to do something that's, different again from what the Pro Bowl is right now because it was such a bad product. I was counting down the seconds to flip over to the Cavs game yesterday and they
2: just got to figure that out. And you went excited about it too. I was kind of. I I, I was definitely
1: cautiously optimistic because I thought that at least it would do well for us and like what we do here to hopefully get some viral moments of, oh, did you see Justin Jefferson snag that water balloon or something? I was hoping to get something out of it. Did you guys see the tic-tac-toe with the kickers? The kickers couldn't do it. They had to let the long snappers just, you know, they were like showing their rear end real close and they were just snapping it onto this gigantic TV. It was the dumbest thing
2: ever, man. They got to just dump
1: this all together.
2: Until next year
1: till next year, we will see you uh, Pro Bowl. So we also talked earlier in the show about this Kyrie Irving trade from the Brooklyn Nets. The duo of KD and Kyrie is no more as he is sent to the Dallas Mavericks. And we want to talk about now how this move affects the Cleveland Cavaliers Right now, as it currently stands, the Nets are in the four seed, and they would have that home court advantage in the playoffs. But you got to imagine that's going to change. And I think this presents a great opportunity for the Cavs to jump into that top one, two, three, or four spot and have a home playoff game in Cleveland, games one and two at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And that would give the Cavs a serious, serious advantage against whoever they play.
3: And right now is the time for the team to start getting hot. Yes, you get into the all-star break after the all-star break. That's when we look for the Cavs to take off. What I'm interested in, Nick, and I want to get your perspective on this, is we've got a couple of elephants in the room. You've got Kevin Love, you've got Karis LeVert. Are both of those guys going to be on this team for that playoff run? Man, it's interesting, and it feels
1: like right now, Chris, the Cavs have a Karis Levert problem on their hands, a little bit more so than Kevin Love. Um, Obviously, both guys on expiring deals, so that makes them a little bit more appealing to trade, but when you look at some of the names that are out there that are going to be dealt, I mean... Cam Reddish, does that move the needle for you at all? Josh Hart, does that do much of anything for anyone? I mean, we've been in here talking about for weeks that the Cavs need shooters. We had Chase Smith on. He said we need shooters. We had Roth on. He said, you know, they need some wing depth. And you look yeah. at these guys that are available, I don't know that you're getting a quality upgrade for anybody that's out there with just Harris and Kevin
3: Love. Am I wrong? When we got Karis Levert, wasn't that what Karis was supposed yeah. to be? Yeah.
2: He's not really a three-point shooter, but a scorer. A creator. Yes, create but then his own. Got Donovan players. Mitchell, and it As just all outside became. Outside shot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's happened with him? I, I'm kind of perplexed by this whole thing. You got a guy from Columbus, you know, kind of a local guy, and a guy who everybody was excited about coming in here, and the fit just doesn't seem to have been there.
1: I think that's what it really boils down to. It's like that old crappy LeBron quote why fit out when you can just fit in? I don't, I don't think Karis fits in with this team. I mean, you look at what he's been able to do throughout his career. He is a scorer everywhere he goes, but it's not that efficient. It doesn't fit with Darius and,
3: and uh, Mitchell. It's just weird, man. It's just weird, man. It's like taking us back to the old school Cavs where you get right around the trade deadline. You get those weird type of posts. Like Kevin Love had a post today. Did you see that on Instagram? no, oh, like, I oh. missed that.
0: What did he say?
3: Just him as a kid. You know, the things I could tell myself or something along those lines. It was a reflective mm. quote, which out of context doesn't mean much, but when everybody's looking at what well, is he going to be, get moved, is he not around the trade deadline, then it takes on a different ilk. And, uh, It was one of those. I think he's out of the
0: rotation. Nothing
3: too, you know, earth-shattering, but certainly one of those kind of throwback type of uh, posts that we were accustomed to seeing during the LeBron years. I will say it is
1: bizarre as we wrap up our Cavs trade deadline talk. How bizarre is it that Kevin Love fell out of the rotation. After last year, he was so good. He was a legitimate six-man-of-the-year candidate to now he is just out of the rotation for the foreseeable future. Whether he's on the team or not, he's not going to be playing in favor of guys like Dean Wade and stuff. It's crazy. Ricky Rubio, who he played with in Minnesota when Kevin Love was an MVP candidate back with the Timberwolves. To see his kind of fall from grace like this is bizarre. He is 34 years old. There was conversation at the end of last year that maybe the Cavs would like to retain him after this year on like a more of a team friendly type of veteran role.
3: I think all that's out the window now. I mean, he can't even get minutes. Well, I don't know which is more surprising. Is it more surprising his fall off this year or his resurgence last year? Right. Yeah. Last year, we were like, okay, whatever we can get out of Kevin Love, as long as he's got a good attitude, that would be great. That's what we were going into last season. And all of a sudden he emerged as six man, you know, extraordinaire, a great leader, the veteran presence we wanted. And it was like, whoa, if this is the guy that we got, I can't wait for next season. And then this season we're, we're regressing once again to Kevin Love from two years ago, which mm. is very disappointing, especially with the way that we've added to this team and the team has got a bunch of young guys that need to be led and He just simply doesn't seem to be there. I will say I would like to see them keep him around. When you look at this roster top down and guys
1: that have played in the playoffs before, they're few and far between. So I do think having his input in those playoff series on the locker room, on flights could be valuable. Obviously four straight NBA finals did Kevin Love play with LeBron. So he's got a lot of NBA playoff experience under his belt. I would like to keep him around if possible, but that contract could be enticing. We'll have to see what plays out. Um, Josh Hart and Cam Reddish are the big names, I guess, to watch (laughs) for, for the Cavs as we near that NBA trade deadline. All right, let's move on. Let's do our new segment. It was a hit last week. We're bringing it back again this week to celebrate that Super Bowl, and it is Gab's Two Truths and a Lie segment, Super Bowl edition.
0: All right, here we go.
2: Oh, boy, here we go.
0: We've got two constructed for this. Uh one for each Super Bowl team. Chiefs okay. Super Bowl.
2: Wait, okay. so what are we doing here? So truth's truth and a lie. Okay.
0: Same same deal.
2: Same
1: format same as deal. last time. If you missed it last week, how it works is Gab gives us three statements of fact. Two of them are actually facts and one of them is a lie. So we have to pick out what are the truths, but more importantly, which one of these three statements is a lie.
2: Got it.
0: Okay, so statement number one. Will the Chiefs win Sunday? Patrick Mahomes will become the youngest quarterback ever to win two Super Bowls. Okay. Chiefs founder Lamar Hunt is credited with coining the name the Super Bowl.
3: That's a fact.
0: And finally, the Chiefs starting quarterback is Super in Super Bowl one was from Alliance Ohio.
2: Oh, Gap's face when she said the last one was kind of strange.
1: I know that's how you played it last but week. But I
2: feel like she's trying to throw us off. These so, are
1: better than last week, too, because I don't – I know the Lamar Hunt one is true.
2: Lamar Hunt
3: because he was watching his son play with a Super Bowl, and he saw the Super Bowl, and he came up
2: with the idea of Super Bowl. All right. So, Chris, youngest quarterback of all time to win two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, there aren't that many that have won two Super Bowls, right? Right.
2: Uh, and Mahomes
3: is 28? I mean, how Mahomes old was is... Brady when he won number two? That would be my first That would
1: question. be the comparison, yeah. I think he was a little older because he, yeah. he was all four years at Michigan, and then he didn't start right away in the league. So at that point, if you play all four years in college, you're already at 23, 24 years old. That's going to be close. It's going to be really close. I think the lie is the Alliance
3: Ohio. I'm going to go with that.
0: You're going with the last one as a lie.
3: I am. I will agree with Nick on that. No. Number three. Of
0: that the last one is true because uh, Len <sighs> Len Dawson. Oh. Alliance High School's football stadium is actually named after him. You guys were close. Brady was 26 and a half years old. Ah. Mahomes Mahomes is twenty is 27 or going to be
2: 28. Wow. wow. Brady was 26 and a half when he won two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Brady is so oh good. <laughs> <That> good.
0: <laughs> it just insane. makes you realize. Also makes right you analysis, realize this
2: wrong
3: answer.
0: Yes.
2: All right. Do we have another one? Yes.
0: Eagles Super Bowl edition.
2: All right. Now, but now we know Gab was she she's doing Yeah, a, there's little, a little trick. She's playing some games here with us. Let's continue. It's, it's
0: just more like I I'm just I'm, I'm nerves, not nerves, but like I don't know how to behave when I say it. You okay. Know? <laughs> now you're going to This is like out. This is like playing <laughs> like poker game with my grandma. Like, yeah, like you I'm don't terrible. know what they're going to do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right, in Super Bowl 52, Eagles quarterback Nick Foles became the first player ever to throw and catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl.
1: That's got to be true. You think?
2: So that's the that's first That's really special. That is but your first
0: F- statement one, I and I am poker facing it out. Okay. Yep. The Eagles versus Patriots Super Bowl in two thousand five had the infamous Timberlake Janet Jackson halftime show.
2: The year of that halftime show? Oh man, Chris, didn't you say two thousand four earlier in the show?
3: I, I think I said two thousand four. I think that's right. So I think that one. Made Very me a
1: interesting. Lot. Interesting. Gab, next statement.
2: <laughs> Gab, you're coming over for poker sometime. <laughs>
0: oh me too
2: <laughs>
1: I'm there
0: oh I remember this I okay wait 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 yeah, well, you, yeah. Did write you, write did these? you did right didn't you write these no no because Nick Nick G helps me with these Oh, okay um <laughs> Sunday's I game I'm
3: writing this what's that nothing go Just ahead read. <laughs>
0: Okay, Sunday's game will be played in Glendale, Arizona. The last Super Bowl played in Arizona had the infamous ending, where the Seahawks threw an interception on the one-yard line instead of running with Marshawn Lynch. I'm
1: pretty sure that's true because I I saw the yes I saw a tweet about that this
0: week.
2: Yes, definitely number two is false.
1: Yeah, the jam was false. Janet Jackson was
0: 0-4. Yes, Janet Jackson was oh four. See, that's where Chris kind of like uh hey. yeah he's he ruined, ahead on, on ruined the your whole segment. The, the boob segment. That's okay. <laughs> it was good. I liked having
2: that was two. Good.
1: I liked having two. I think two
0: is, yeah, two is good.
2: I think threes would three would be a full segment.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would. We're building oh, our way up. Three? Do <laughs> you want three? I think okay. three would be great. Shout out to Dollar Dog for helping us dig up some things on that.
1: Yes. Good stuff. What do you guys say? We've wrapped this up. It's still early in the week, but I think no, we no, wrap no. this thing up and hit some big play bets. Bets.
3: Anybody up for some baseball cards before we do that? Can we think warm? Oh, he can't hear the music. I forgot that he can't hear the music. That's okay.
1: We're not doing baseball cards. Typical sportsbook (laughs) is always the sportsbook that we use for big play bets. And get ready to bet with us on the Super Bowl with the Tipico Sportsbook app. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you're going to get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams. You must be 21 years or older in Ohio to gamble. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are super pumped to bet on the Super Bowl with Tipico this week. We're going to have some fun prop bets that keep percolating all throughout the week so if you guys have any prop bets that you want to see tweet all of us tweet the show at big play reflog and we're going to do our best to work with tipico to get some fun prop bets up for the super bowl in arizona let's start with number one and that is will the big game end with a different score than any of the previous 56 final scores will there be score in super Bowl? wow that's crazy Super Bowl score Agami. Somebody, so the odds that are on this, and this is actually from Typical Sportsbook. Yes is minus five fifty, and no is plus three sixty.
3: So, wow. it's, so odds are that it's going to have a different score than a previous one. Really? That can't be right.
1: If so, I am ha- I am going to. I think Nick messed that up. I think he flipped it.
3: It has to. There's be. There's no score.
1: Scoregami never happens. Never
2: happens.
3: We but it's him. Super Bowl, so there is a limited set of Super
1: Bowls before fifty-six. It's n- true. Correct. It, it's not just Super Bowl. All right.
2: So will the big game end with any different score than any of the previous fifty-six final scores? No, he's
1: and right. He's so yes is tied. minus. Yes is
3: you gotta, minus. Uh, it's both sides.
2: Right.
1: I feel like the value is in no plus plus three. And what am I missing here? My brain isn't computing. Well, so,
2: okay. So there's 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 56 scores. Yeah. And it, it would have to be one of those scores. So I feel like the odds are oh, okay. horrible Let's... that it's going to be one of those scores, right? I don't know.
1: I'm confused. I don't like I'm, that one. I'm going no. Yeah, plus 360. Why not? Yeah. All three right. Bunny. We're skipping that one. Number two. Position of the first touchdown score. The favorite is wide receiver two to one. Tight end is plus 230. Running back is plus 230. A quarterback run is plus 450. And a defensive touchdown to be the first touchdown score is 25 to one.
2: Whoa. Gab, what do you like for that?
0: Um, If I just had money to blow.
2: Money to blow.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, uh, I don't know. I feel like Nick, you're safer on bets. I, I, I'm not. I haven't proved myself to be very efficient at this. All right. Game. Well,
1: I'm from the future, and I saw who scores the first touchdown in the Super Bowl this year. It's the Kelsey Bowl, and Travis Kelsey is catching I the that. first Super Bowl. So I'm gonna go with tight end to score the first plus two thirty on like the sports book. I like a tight end because
0: I like a quarterback actually. To run, to run it in for the in. very first draw or the. Is this is the first quarter or first touchdown? first touchdown. First
2: touchdown of the game.
0: Yeah, I do actually.
1: All right. Both these teams have good tight ends too. Kelsey, Goddard good. for Philly, but also both mobile quarterbacks. Mobile quarterbacks. quarterbacks. So Jalen hurts. Could move I could around. See
0: either of them. Mm-hmm.
3: I could see some. I mean, if if it's it's the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean. Let's go out on a limb here. I like those odds for a defensive touchdown to start Whoa. this thing. You got two good defenses. It, that is true. Very people. true. You got Reddick. You got Jones. I mean, sacks can happen. Fumbles. You know, thick six. Wow. That's what I'm going to be sitting there watching for. Give me a thick six and give me those wow. odds. five to one. Chris sitting back and playing
1: the odds. I respect it. Dave, do you have a... Opinion one way or another on who scores first.
2: I'm with, I'm with you, tight end, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I
1: think two good tight ends. Yeah. It's kind of the way that the league is moving. I like plus 230 on that. Any ah. player to record a 57-plus yard reception. So are we going to have a big play in Super Bowl 57 of 57 yards or more in the big game? No is the favorite minus 380. Yes is plus 280.
2: I feel like that's like 15 yards more than usual. Yeah. That's fair. So that must be, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like usually when you bet it in a game, it's like the the longest receptions like 45 yards. Well, they
1: did this. Cause, get it? The Super Bowl number is 57. Yeah, no, 57. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sure. not
2: taking that bet. No way. And I love big plays. I do, too. I'm
1: with what Chris said with that defensive touchdown. Both these defenses are so good. Maybe it happens, but plus 280 isn't getting it done for me. I'm staying away from this.
2: Yeah, maybe if Tyreek Hill was still on the Chiefs.
1: For sure. (laughs) Let's move into total points over under 50 and a half. So we have some data that goes into some of these previous Super Bowls. Of total points, 50 and a half. Three of the last four Super Bowls went under 50 and a half. KC is averaging 25 points per game in these playoffs. Philly is averaging 34 and a half points per game in these playoffs. And then the regular season averages Chiefs 29, Eagles 28. What are we thinking? Over, under 50 and a half? That's a big number for a Super Bowl, I feel
3: like. That's a big number
1: for any game. I kind of uh, hate. I hate betting unders, but man,
0: I kind of feel like going crazy and going over, though.
3: There you go.
1: Way I'm you just. Go. One,
0: I'm just. I'm going off a gut feeling and nothing Bowl else.
3: Twice.
2: That's too many points. I told myself last week I always bet unders in the Super Bowl, but now I'm looking at those points that Dollar Dog Nick put in here, and I'm like, oh, geez, mm-hmm. I don't think I can bet the under on this. Okay. You can't bet the under. I don't think so. Chris, going going over 15 and a half?
0: <laughs> yeah, Philly, Philly 35, or you said it, Nick, right? The Philly is averaging 34 and a half That's points averages in, the, though. Like, in the playoffs.
1: In the Kansas Super yeah. Bowl, you throw all that away. I'm sorry, dollar dog. That's all
2: meaningless. That's so many points.
3: I'm taking the under. I, I, I got to say it's going to be under. Same. I mean, you've got the Eagles defense. You got the Kansas City defense. You got Mahomes on one leg. I, I got to believe it's going to be lower scoring than that. I think it'll be a good game. Right. But I think it's going to be a lot of points. Because
1: if you think even like 25 21 hits the under in this in, in this situation. Yeah. All
2: right. All right. Nick, go to the other one because then I might put together a, a bet for us. Here. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go
1: with who wins. The Eagles are currently favored by one and a half points. Super Bowl 57, pretty much a pick them. Who do you guys like to win this game? I'll start this thing off. I like the value of just Chiefs money line, Chiefs to win outright. I love having a plus money underdog in the Super Bowl, especially when the team has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I think they're red hot right now after what they did in the AFC championship game to the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a close game, but obviously the Chiefs came out victorious. So I just like the value of Chiefs money line to win outright. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
0: I'm with you I on think, that.
3: Go ahead, Gab.
0: No, you go, Nick. Or, I mean, Chris McNeil. <laughs> well, I,
3: I think I think people are underselling the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles got through the Niners easily there. Uh, and I think that because Kansas City and the Bengals was the better game, everybody got to see more of Mahomes. Even though he was gimpy, be able to pull this thing out, everybody's thinking, okay, even though the Eagles are favored one and a half, that this thing is going to be a good game, which I, I do think. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of people thinking like you, Nick, and going Kansas City, and I'm just going to stick with the Eagles on this one. I think they had a nice run through the playoffs. I think the Giants were better than what people say, and they dispatched with the Giants. Um, you get through last week. I like the defense. I like what they could do offensively. They've got a real nice balance between pass and, and uh, run. Offensively, and I, I really like this Eagles team. So I think they get it done, and I think they go over the one and a half.
1: All right, Chris. I mean, I'm with you. You know, everything that you said completely checks out, and I think that's what is going to make this such a good Super Bowl. Is it should be that close? Is the balance? Both of these teams are good offensively, good defensively. It's the first time we've seen that in a while. Like. Obviously the Chiefs are known for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but they're both very complete rosters. And I think that's what's gonna make it a great game. You could make an argument for either side of this bet, regardless of how you wanna go. Dave, did you take the time to cook a quick parlay
2: over there? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it Simmer and Let it sit marinate? for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Sounds good. We'll, we are going to be recording an exclusive big play betting show that will hopefully go live right before the Super Bowl, you thinking?
2: Yeah, we'll go We'll go live right before it.
1: All right. And we'll make our official Super Bowl bets on the Typico Sportsbook. So make sure you download that Typico Sportsbook. The link is in all of our bios. You do download it with our link. You deposit 50 bucks. You get $200 in bet credits. So go check that out. Bet on the big game with big play. I think that's it. I love it. You guys, any final thoughts? No baseball cards? That's not on the final.
3: Card. Let's do a quick baseball card segment because I'm joining for it now. You US, guys, you Nick.
0: <laughs> Nick set it up. Nick, look at him now. Look at Nick now.
1: Chris, I'm watching that clock 54 19, 54 20, 54
3: 21. Okay, Let's it's going it. to be. It's going to be me versus Gab. All right. All right. Baseball card, Dick. You're going to be the judge. All right. Gab, you. I've got two tops baseball, 1989
0: and 1988.
3: Gab, which one do you like? Uh, I'm impartial. 89. Closer to birth. Go. <laughs> okay. Got gum, folks. We have got gum. Oh yeah. Ooh gum. Oh, yeah.
1: Ooh. Oh, he popped it right in. Chris, you were jonesing to do this segment.
2: I will that's say, right. from experience, if you hear the crack of the gum, that's a good sign, because sometimes those gum will be just meshed to the cardboard, uh. and it just melts, <laughs> and it's just all cardboard.
3: Okay, that's right. So oh, we heard the crunch. We start off with Tiger's Scott Lou Nothing. Angel's Chili Davis. Not bad. Terry McGriff for the Reds. Andy Bennis for the Padres. Boy, bad bad pack to start off the year. Pirate, <laughs> Jeff Robinson. Wes Gardner of the Red Sox. Mike Greenwell. There's a good one, Gab. Okay. That's for Boston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will Tejada for the Expos. Bobby Valentine, manager card. Gerald Perry, Jack Clark, Jim Ganther, Moose Stuberg. Brian Downing and Randy St. Clair. Boy, that is about the worst pack you can ever get. Wow. Picked
0: a loser, huh?
3: Yeah. Woo. So your best bet is probably like Mike Greenwell and Chili Davis. Okay. Probably. Do you know who either of those people are? That's
0: exactly what I was going to (laughs) say.
3: So if I pulled just about anybody in this pack, I would. You win. I would win. Okay. And this has also got a piece of gum.
0: Oh. Test it. You have to eat it. There you go.
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, no crunch. No, I, I didn't hear I think I heard mm-hmm. it. Heard it break. Right. Crunch. There's I crunch. It.
3: <laughs> okay, give me one good card. One good card. That's all I need. And then the show will be over.
0: All righty. Don,
3: Don Carmen from the Phillies. Not the answer. <laughs> Scott Bankard from the Mariners. Nope. Tim Flannery from the Padres. Nope. Oh, here we go. Game over. A guy from the Astros by the name of Nolan Ryan. Hey, everyone Hey-o. knows Nolan Ryan. Hey, Nolan Ryan. Let's see. Is there anybody else I would have had in this pack? Nope. 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 It looks like wow. I got another Terry McGriff. Both packs. Nolan Ryan is your winner.
0: Awesome. So there
3: you go. One good card out of two packs of cards. Chris, I think you made it under an hour, so we're good to go on your <laughs> on your card
1: segment. I'll let it slide this time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Big Play Reflog Show. Huge thanks to everybody for tuning in, but also huge thanks to Shaq News. Big thanks to Lebat. Go drink some Lebats and go download the Tipico Sportsbook with that Big Play Show link, and you're going to get $200 in free bet credits when you make that first $50 deposit. Go bet with us on the big game. Look out for that special stream that we set out there right before the Super Bowl kicks off to talk some bets. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. It's time,
0: streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world. The big play! <clears> he <throat> fall!
1: <throat> <throat> <throat>